You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. Welcome to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I am today's host, Jesse Barton. And since this is a new show and this is my first episode with you guys, I figured I'd give you a little bit of background on who I am. I am an artist manager at Pinup Artist Management, and I also play guitar in a band called Alive in Barcelona on Smart Punk Records. So today I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about recording contracts and uh, in the near future I'm going to be doing a breakdown of a typical recording contract. Uh, we'll probably break it into somewhere between three and five parts, but before we got to a contract itself, I figured it would be important to talk about how we get to the point of being offered a contract in the first place. Uh, so everybody has this you know, idea that labels are sitting around with a stack of paper contracts and they're just looking for artists to throw these at. Uh, while that may be true in some world, I sure as hell haven't seen it in my uh, decade plus of you know being in this industry. So first and foremost, how do we get a contract? Well, for one, let's remember this is called the music business. So it really all stems from the music and uh, it goes without saying that your music has to be phenomenal and it has to be 100% professional. There has to be no weak links whatsoever. Now, what do I mean by that? In today's world, we pretty much need to hand labels everything that we have on a silver platter. So, you know, back in the day, we used to be able to uh, submit a demo to a label, you know, in physical form or whatever it happened to be. And a label might have picked up a band just on that demo alone. Now, today, we don't live in that world anymore. We live in a world where everybody has access to recording equipment. Everybody has the ability to make their own, you know, songs at home, whether that means they can produce the whole thing or they can just track or whatever it happens to be. You should be able to take that demo and work with a great producer and make this song sound professional. In other words, we should be able to compete with the big dogs. Uh, I always tell the bands that I manage that if we are not competing with the big dogs, then you know we might as well not be in this industry. Um, there's just no room for subpar recordings anymore, subpar compositions, etc. Uh, back in the day, you know, you might have had a couple hundred thousand dollar budget to go in and record an album with a phenomenal producer who had done everybody you'd ever heard of, but you know today. It doesn't cost that much to make those records anymore. And the unfortunate reality is that, you know, bands are a dime a dozen. And so you really do have to stand out and be amazing. And so the point is that we need to come to the table looking like we can do this on our own without a label before we are ever approached by a label or before we ever approach a label. Uh, you know, you can send those demos in if you want. But the reality is that nobody's going to give your band the time of day. Uh, so, again, we need to bring 
the whole package to a label on a silver platter. So what I mean by that is your recordings need to be phenomenal. Uh, you need to have great album artwork. Uh, you need to have all of the files for that artwork ready to go. A phenomenal logo, a phenomenal promo po uh, picture. You need to go through all of your social medias and remove anything that screams local band. Um, you know, if, if you go on there and somebody has posted that they have, you know, just hit a hundred followers on their Reverb Nation, then I can guarantee you that anybody in the industry is going to say, next, please, and move on. Um, you know, if we don't look like we have it going on, then it's probably because we don't. Um, so... You know, from that, I also think that it's important to, you know, identify what your singles are. Um, and with that, you know, let's say we're talking about um, a 10 song album. With that, I would say that we should have three singles on that 10 song album, if not four. And we need to have at least one music video. Ideally, you'd have the budgets and um, the resources to you know, make music videos for each one of those songs. But if that's not you and that's not the case, that's okay. But let's make sure that we have at least one video uh, for the best single on the record. And then from there, we need to make sure that we have, you know, a static video or a lyric video, um, you know, or any other sort of visual that can go along with the rest of those singles. Uh, we're just we're just past the time of dropping, you know, songs on on our socials or whatever and not having some sort of visual content to go along with that. It's quick to make. It's easy. You know, budgets are, um, you know, more workable than they used to be. Camera rentals are cheaper than they used to be. So there's really no excuse for having anything that is subpar. And when you have all of that, then you can go forward to a label. Uh, I would say, you know, most of the time a label is going to want to see that a band is on the road. They are touring. They are making shows happen for themselves. Uh, they're not using the excuse of, well, we don't have a label or, you know, we don't have an agent. So we have never hit the road, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, we all have the ability of booking our own shows, you know, in this day and age. And if you can't figure that kind of thing out, then I promise you that if anybody in the industry does want to help you, then you are going to be exploited heavily because you don't know the difference between what you should be doing and, uh, you know, what needs to be done. So before you go running to a label and saying, sign me, sign me, uh, you know, figure out why you want to be on a label in the first place. Is it because, you know, you want their, you know, endless budget or you think that, once you have a label, everything else comes easy. What What is the reason that you want to sign to a label? I personally believe that we live in a day and age where we don't have to have labels anymore. Yes, it is nice to have that financial backer. Uh, I personally love the label that my band is on. Um, I like working with labels, but it's not a necessary thing to be you know, signed to a label anymore. Digital distribution is easier than ever. Disc makers allows you to make albums for, you know, a buck a piece as far as printing the physical copy goes. Um, you know, we all have access to all of the same people that the record labels are using for artwork or music videos or whatever. It's more of just getting creative on how to fund those projects. Um, and let's let's remember here that uh, a label budget is just a loan. You know what I mean? It's not like they just throw, you know, a hundred grand at your project and you never have to pay it back. Most artists are 
recouping that out of only their percentage, which means that if they have a 50-50 split on a deal and they borrow 10 grand or whatever it happens to be to make a record, well, they're only recouping that 10 grand out of their 50% of royalties. So if you think about it, you have to generate $20,000 in income to pay back a $10,000 loan. And meanwhile, the label is sitting on 10 grand profit and you have yet to make your first dollar. So keep that in mind. Um, We'll go into that kind of thing more in the follow-up episodes to this where I, uh, you know, have my, my lawyer friend on the phone and he can tell us exactly, you know, what to look for in a contract and those little tricky clauses that make all of the difference in your career and, uh, you know, your bottom line financially. So, you know, this is just a precursor episode to a short series I'm going to be dropping here in the next coming weeks. So keep an eye out for that and uh, follow me on social medias. If anybody has a question for me, feel free to reach out at jesse at pinupartistmanagement.com. If you have a subject that you'd like to hear about, then please let me know and I would be happy to uh, look into it. All right, guys, that is it for me and my first episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast. I will be back next week where I'll be breaking down a recording contract in depth and we will get into all the nitty gritty and um, I will see you next week. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast.